Welcome back to another exciting episode of Axter Features Podcast. Today I have a fabulous guest whose name I'm going to attempt to pronounce. Kays Avalici Trachi. I know I'm close. Oh, he <laughs> says so, I'm you're close. So you're so but close. close. But his film Everbliss in, I can say it, and it's really good. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's so, a pleasure. So how do you feel when you're going to win an Academy Award and nobody's going to be able to say that? I don't know. Like, but like, you know, you should see the way that like I've got my name, um, especially my last name, like kind of misspelled all sorts of creative ways. So I've just learned to embrace it. That's all. Like, that's all you can do. I, there's nothing you could do. Um, I always like to start off since I do a lot of horror stuff. Why horror? Why horror? I, um, I think horror is like the roller coaster of movies, right? It's like everybody knows what's coming. Everybody knows like, you know, like the rides are similar. And yet, like, everybody wants to like try that new one. And there's always like something very exciting about like kind of, I don't know, like just like trying something different yet familiar. And that's what I love about it. It's just, it's just this kind of like familiarity. And yet, how can I surprise people within that familiarity? Cool. So did you have problems finding your couple? Were you happy with this couple or did you try it a few couples? <laughs> I am thrilled. I'm thrilled with the cast. I mean, I, I, I lucked out so much on, um, on finding the right cast for this uh, project um, I, d- I did like a really extensive search. I, I think like, uh, we ended up auditioning about like 500 different people, if you can believe it or not. Hold on for uh, all three parts for all three parts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is, which is a lot. It's, it's a there lot. A and, lot of people you have to look at, but right. Well, I mean, thankfully this was like during COVID. So everything was happening like on video remotely. So that helped a lot. And, well, I- um, Yes. I definitely would say your in-organizer is spot on. Yes, Diane. She's fantastic. She is uh, um, actually, uh, you you know, like uh, when you go through auditions, a lot of times um, you're kind of like hoping like, you know, when, when I see, when I see that actor that is going to be perfect, I'll know. Right. And, uh, and sometimes you're, you're, you're doing your auditions and you're like, Oh my God, like I haven't seen anybody that's quite selling me. And, um, and you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and you're just kind of hoping for like the next person to kind of like blow your mind. And, um, with Diane, it was the exact opposite. She was like the very first audition that I saw. And I was like, this is her. She's the character. There's, yeah. there's nobody else. <laughs> you know, like, so that's, that's a first for me. <laughs> So let's start right at the beginning. You introduced me some lovely music to start off your shirt with to get me kind of in the mood. Thank you. Happy go lucky. And you, I will tell the viewers listening, you don't tell me anything about what's going on. No, I mean, I, I, I try to like just kind of ease you into the story, you know, like, I mean, that's the, that's the way I want to enjoy my movies. You know, when I go see a movie in the theater, I, I, I try to stay away from the trailers. I, I don't want to know anything about it. I just want to just take me on a journey. Well, I'll let the people in a secret. You sent me a write-up, but I didn't read it until after I watched the film. So I will be totally honest. I like to go into films cold, same way you do. So yeah, I like awesome. your drone shot right after the beginning. I thought that was really nice. I like the way it came down. I like the way it came up. But that's the only time you ever used a drone, unless you used it over the lake. I wasn't sure, but I don't think so. Uh, no. No, like, I mean, that's the, that's the only time. Um, I kind of wanted this, uh, I kind of wanted to start out with like this kind of 
like brain twisting sort of thing that happens because we're like outside the car and we're like kind of pulling out and we see the car like in the middle of this forest and then somehow some way through like some weird space-time uh kind of warp <laughs> we end up inside the car's gps right and uh, and then we pull out of the screen and all of a sudden we're inside the car and that's kind of like something that I thought, oh, that, that could be kind of cool. I've never seen oh, that Oh, I think before. it is cool. I like how, boom, could you kind of bring me down like a space alien? Theme, right. And I'm like, boom, I look at a phone and boom, I'm in the car. I'm like, that works. Right. <laughs> and I mean, obviously you're Thanks. CGIing the phone. I'll give you that. I did notice the CGI. that doesn't seem to go away, but that's okay. Um, let's discuss at the beginning, shooting in the car. Yes. Do you have a camera on the dash or are you in the back? Because I don't think you are. I think there's something on the front. <laughs> so we did something a little crazy. Um, and um, th- like th- the reason why, like, okay, when, when you're shooting a car and you're, you're trying to do like green screen sometimes or you're, or you're trying to do like this thing that's called like poor man's process where you're like not really showing uh, the outside. And, and to me, it always kind of looks just not right you know it, it always kind of mm-hmm. ends up looking kind of fake and weird and you know it's very difficult to pull it off so we uh we, we discussed this uh you know with, with a cinematographer and um and we both felt like we we got to shoot this in the car for real <laughs> so what we ended up doing is renting one of those u-haul um trailers that that you know like if you have like uh like a truck or something and you still need to bring the car with you. You just kind of load up the car on that thing so that the actors didn't really have to like drive for real. And, um, and what we ended up doing is just, um, you know, like mounting the cameras. We had like three cameras. We didn't really have that much time. So we had like three cameras mounted on the dashboard outside, like, you know, outside the windshield. One was pointed at Rachel um, one was pointed at Julian and one was pointed like at both of them at the same time. And, um, and then we had like, you know, like, so I was in the truck that was actually pulling the trailer, you know, along, along with the DP, along with my, um, uh, first AD. And, um, and I was like looking at one of those little, um, you know, like this little monitor, this little wireless monitors that would like, kind of like keep going out because you know like, the signal is what it is and um and that's how we shot it i mean and you know and, and we just kind of pulled the actors along and and just told them okay you know go through your lines and i would just kind of every once in a while we would pull off the side of the road and i would just kind of run back to to them and like kind of talk to them from outside the window and say hey like next time you know try this or, yeah. or whatever you know <laughs> but but it, it works i mean you know you just kind of it it, it kind of works. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy about that. I thought your script writing was very, it felt real. Like it really felt like a conversation a couple would have. And I thought it was really good. So does that come from personal experience or just you're an excellent script writer? Well, I mean, I, I have to like share. Uh, so my wife is, um, is a screenwriter uh, and uh, she, um, you know, we basically co-wrote it together and, um, I, I think like the difference between my style of writing is and her style of writing is that like I'm a little bit more of the kind of big picture story sort of person, you know, that's like, oh, you know, like I want to see this, I want to see that, and you know, this is w- what's going to happen. And she's a little bit more focused on um, the characters 
and their motivations and, you know, and just kind of trying to make her, make them feel human. And, uh, and I think she played like a really, really huge role in, in making it all work. So I can't take full credit for that. <laughs> um, I do, do, we do eventually make it to a place called the Everbliss Inn. I want to know where's the name come from? Is it pulled from something I missed? Cause I could, I did think about it and I could not think of anything. Uh, in the movie, you mean, or yes. or like just from outside the movie? Is well, it I mean, from like, real life? Is there a real Everblaze in? Did you just like the name? I was like, I can't think of you pull it from another movie. I was thinking maybe. You, you know, like uh, you know, not, nowadays I would probably just like use ChatGPT and say like, give me a bunch of like uh, cool yes. sounding. Um, um, what I ended up doing is uh, I did a research online on Google just to kind of like see like what are typical. Um, uh, you know, like, uh, bed and breakfast sort of names, you know? And then what I ended up doing is every once in a while I would see something that would sound kind of cool. And I would be like, Oh, like, you know, I like this word that they're using, but, uh, but I don't like the second word. So, you know, and, and I would just kind of combine it all together until, you know, like it, it, until I came up with like ever bliss in, I guess. Oh, I was just thinking going, okay. Now we finally get to the inn. I'm not going to ruin everything, people. I'm just going to lead them a bit. I want to discuss where is this in? Obviously, it's a real place. It's a, it's a real place. I mean, we're totally locked out. Um, this is about an hour north of Atlanta. This was shot in Georgia. So um, there's this beautiful state park and uh, and this big lake. Uh, I think it's called the Alatuna uh, Lake. And, um, and basically I was working with like two, two really wonderful, uh, line producers that were, you know, Atlanta natives. And, um, they looked up and down for like the ideal place and it was so hard to find. And I was very, very, um, open and honest from the beginning, um, of the project. And I said, you know, like if we don't have the right house for this, we don't have a movie. That is correct. You know, and, and thankfully, thankfully, we found we found a great place. So, so is the lake really behind the house? Because you play no. with the lake at times with CGI. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask. The the lake is not behind the house. Unfortunately, I didn't think so. like you know, like um, the the house, the, the lake is actually like across the street from the house. Okay, uh, but it's on the it's on the opposite side. It's nearby. So I mean, that was nice because we could shoot. Um, in the lake and, and we didn't have to like kind of, you know, like, uh, drive somewhere else. But, uh, but the lake was not where you see it in the movie. That was like a bit of a sleight of hand of me trying it to look like it out. to me. I had to call you out on that one. I'm like, I don't think it's there, but I'm going to ask anyway. Okay. We can, I'll give you two options. We can either do set design or discuss clothes. Which one would you like to do first? Uh, I, I think like, uh, like whichever one you prefer, I'm I'm your guest. So just- okay, I want to discuss the clothes. When we walk in, they're all wearing very bright clothes. I noticed. Yes, the host is wearing bright clothes, and as the film progresses, things start to change, ever yes. so slightly. I noticed that. That is now. That I is presume awesome. that was thank pl- you. And I'm supposed to notice that. I presume, and then we get to the end. And I'm like, oh, okay. Everything has changed. So am I supposed to assume, I, I hate to say House of Usher, but I really felt I was watching a House of Usher decline. There was definitely that in mind. Um, I was working with a really wonderful custom designer, Blessed uh, Palmer. Um, 
And uh, that was one of the things that we talked about from the very beginning. We're like, hey, you know, like um, the couple is entering a bit of like this alternate dimension of sorts. And, um, and little by little, what we wanted to do is to kind of have like this subtle shift where, um, you know, they start out colorful. And then um, at some point when, they, when the couple arrives at the Everbliss Inn, and I don't know if, if I'm supposed to like give away spoilers or not. It's up to you. It's going out. So I've been very careful not to. Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, basically, uh, without giving too much away, what tends to happen is that, like, once they arrive, they have, like, uh, somewhat different reactions to the place, right? That's fair. So, so, you know, the wife is, uh, is very enthused and just, like, very attracted to the surroundings. The husband is a little bit more lukewarm and, and kind of feels like it's a little bit creepy. You know, so from the moment that they arrive, um, I discussed with Blessed, I said, let's, let's have the costumes change. Like, so all of a sudden they start kind of drifting a little bit yes, apart definitely. from one another. So, uh, and, th- and then eventually, but yeah, so like, you know, at first he's wearing like a very, uh, colorful shirt. And then by the time we get like to, I guess it's like the third day that they're in there, um, he's wearing like this, uh, very, very, uh, desaturated, like gray yes. shirt for instance. Very okay. I would say your film is so contingent on us buying into Gwen. If we don't yes. buy into Gwen early, I mean, yeah. her facial structure sells your film for me. The way Thank she you. looks, constantly <laughs> making faces. And I'm not saying faces like funny faces, just enough that you know something's off. Now, how much did you work with her on that? I mean, I, I have this belief as a, as a director that if you find the right cast, you know, then you're just, as a director, you're kind of sort of, um, working on fine tuning the performances, but you're not really creating the performances. The cast is creating the performances. So to me, like the, the, the big challenge is the casting. You know, to me, casting is like vital because you have to find like the actors that really truly inhabit these characters. So uh, Diane Warman, who uh, plays uh, Gwendolyn, as I said, like, I mean, she was the first person that I right. auditioned, and I just thought, she's just perfect in this role. Okay. And, gonna... uh, yeah, so so at that point, it was just like, uh, it was just a matter of, like, just kind of fine-tuning things, but she really brought a lot of that character. I think she just kind of instinctively knew what what the character was, which was fantastic. Okay. I'm going to make a little note for everybody. The 1845 mark of your short, I even wrote down the time because I had to pause it to check this out. There's a scene when the couple comes through a doorway and Gwen is standing behind them. And she doesn't move. She literally does not move. And I want to ask, was that an actor's choice or did you tell her not to move? Because it was beyond creepy as hell for me that I had to watch it twice to see going, what is going on here? Because it was bizarre. She literally doesn't move. See, that was that was a very specific choice um, okay. on my part to just kind of have her stand there. Um, I I see um, Gwendolyn's character is a little bit of uh, the the puppet master. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, and because of that, um, she she's a little bit like the, you know the 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 cat that's kind of toying with the mouse. You know, that uh, 
uh, that uh, um, uh, Julian uh, portrays in the movie. So she's like a bit of a spectator because she's like fully in control by that point. And I didn't think it was necessary for her to really interact or even move. All she had to do is just kind of look on. You know, she's just saying, look, okay. look at how futile uh, this guy is, is trying. Like, you know, it's, it's too late. Like, you know, he's, but by that point in the film, he's completely out of control. And she's like totally in control. Okay. Now, I want to go into the house a bit more because I said I yes. was going to talk sex set design. So we're going to start set design. How much did you add to the house? Obviously, I want to discuss the painting of the picture, but I want to leave that for next, just so you know. Did you do anything to the house? I mean, did you add a lot to the house or no? <laughs> not not a huge amount. I mean, uh, we were working with a, with a production designer, and we discussed – mostly we discussed about, like, removing anything from – you know, the interior that would kind of give away that it's a modern house because, you know, this was an actual working bed and really? that we shot in. Yes. Yes. It, it was. does not look like a modern house at all in any well, way. That, that's, that, that's, that's definitely, um, you know, that, that's definitely a compliment to, to the production designer on this film. Um, because as a modern bed and breakfast, you know, like then they have like, you know, internet information, you know, like here's like the, how you log in on the internet, here's the password. They have to have like, uh, special signs, like, you know, for emergencies, hey, oh, okay. fired, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know. So a lot of it was just kind of removing some of these elements. And then, um, the other nice thing about it is that this, this, this house was so richly decorated, you know, as we found it, that then it was just a matter of, uh, of taking some elements from like maybe some other room, you know, say it's like, oh, we really like this, uh, you know, this, um, old photograph or we really like this, uh, uh, this, uh, lamp, you know, let's, let's bring that from this room that we're not shooting in into the room that we're shooting in. And, um, but yeah, like, I mean, we were incredibly lucky to find a place because it basically came like that. Yeah. I hope I'm not ruining anything. You have a painted picture on the wall. I think right. it's a real picture. I was trying to figure it out. Is it CGI <laughs> or real? I could not figure it out. Okay, so the, you know, the, the painting obviously plays like, you know, a big role in the story. And, I'm kind uh, of leaving it at that. I think I've done yeah. enough. So we, um, my, once again, my, uh, Christina, my wife, who, you know, who helped co-write the script, uh, she's also a painter. Ah, so okay. And, so and they're all artist. real because I thought they were real. Okay, so here's the catch. <laughs> So the catch is that when we were shooting, we didn't have the painting. So it's added in. So it's added in, yes. So what we did is like we simply framed uh, like just just a green, like a you know, piece of green yes. cardboard, you know, that then we can composite, you know, the the painting after the fact. And um, so so what what she ended up doing is uh, you know because at first I thought oh maybe we can take like some you know, some photograph uh, from, you know, some still from the, from the movie and you can kind of trace that and stuff like that. And she instead insisted on just kind of doing it by hand uh, from scratch. So she did uh, paint a real painting that then we scanned it in and then we composited it with, with yeah, the shot. I could not frame. figure it out because it looks CGI, but the way I'm like, it looks real though to me. Okay. Thank you. That's, 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 that's a big compliment. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. Um, hold on. Now I got to read my notes for a second. Oh, when Jackson walks outside the house at one point, yes. you suddenly put a red light appears over his head very briefly in the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe on for, I would say, 0.5 of a second. It's like boom, on. And then you play a game with me and bring it back for a longer second. Right. right. Did. So I thought that was pretty cute because if you're not paying attention to the short, you would totally miss that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's – so to me, like, the whole mystery of this inn is on the second floor. Oh, and, we know that. Right. And uh, and because of that, I thought, okay, you know, um, I was working on that shot, you know. I was working with um, uh, the, the editor for this film, Federico, who is a very, very talented editor. And I was like kind of trying to like kind of make this moment feel that much creepier and that much kind of more unsettling, but at the same time to do it like in a, in a subtle way. Right. Cause, uh, cause that's what I like. I like to kind of see things that maybe you notice out of the corner of your eye that you're not even fully aware. And well, um, you d- yeah. And, and that's what we decided to do. And, and it made a lot of sense. Okay, and your night shot at this point, where to serve my nose were outside, which I've kind of said, are you using a natural lighting? Because it did look like there was a little bit of lighting seeking through. So if you're using a light, it's very subtle. I tell you, um, here's here's an interesting little tidbit about shooting that scene on the outside. Uh, it was a nighttime, and um, we were using this uh, Sony camera that has like a very, very... Uh, very good low light sensitivity, right? And uh, this thing basically sees like in the dark, like, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, Um, now obviously like, you know, we, we wanted like a little bit of light on his face. We wanted to like kind of cast something. So what ended up doing is I, as we were shooting and um, I, I, I was, uh, you know, I was there directing. It was me, like Chris Watkins, the, the DP and, and Julian, the actor, and um, and basically, uh, Chris said it would be nice to like kind of get a look a, a, bit of, a little bit of light on his face to give him a little bit more definition. And I simply took out my phone. Ah! I took I took out my cell phone, and I was like, "Is this is this gonna work?" And and the camera was so sensitive that Chris said, "Oh, but like bring the brightness down as low as possible because otherwise it's way too bright." If you can imagine that. And uh, that's what we used. We we lit it with a cell phone, and that was enough. See, I was paying attention. <laughs> you definitely are. Um, there's a scene about ten minutes from here that involves heading into a a bush. I'll leave it at that. So I'm really not ruining anything, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. How far did you go into the bush? Because I found the scene was very cut quickly. So is there a longer take of that shot or you couldn't show me a longer take for due to you didn't want to go in further? In uh, like we everything that you see is uh, in some cases like it's like right down to the frame to where like you know we were going to yell cut or, or okay. something. So um I I mean we didn't shoot very long and we didn't have like that much time to do like a lot of takes and we didn't really, you know, we, we always want to be safe, uh, with the actors. We always want to be, um, you know, I'm always of the opinion of like, just telling the actor, Hey, this is what I would like to do, but then you go and do what you feel comfortable with, you know? 
So what you see is basically as far as, uh, you know, we felt like uh, it was, you know, it was comfortable for the actor. Okay. Um, How cold was the water? The water was pretty chilly. It was, uh, we were, we shot there. It was, uh, it was around this time. It was around like November. Oh, Georgia. I don't know how um, cold it gets in Georgia. It's usually not too bad. It gets chilly. It gets remarkably chilly. I mean, it gets cold enough that I was, you know, everybody was wearing like jackets. Oh, okay. And, um, so what we, what we did uh, once again, you know, like it's a, you know, it's, it's an issue of like kind of getting the actors to feel very comfortable with what they're being asked to do. And, uh, underneath, uh, so Julian is going into the water and, uh, what we did is, uh, we got a wetsuit ah. um, that he was wearing underneath, but the wetsuit was not enough by itself because it was like that cold. So what we ended up doing is, um, before he puts on the wetsuit, we had like a bucket of steaming water <laughs> that, you know, that, that we were like kind of pouring on top of him and inside the suit so that we kind of keep him warm. And, uh, but I mean, he was a great sport about it. And I know that like, you know, that warm water in the wetsuit was, you know, only got him so far. Cause you know, we, we did a bunch of takes. He was in the water for like, I would say like almost an hour. Wow. And, um, yeah. And, uh, and because of that, I think that, uh, I'm, I'm sure he got chilly, you know, and, uh, and we were like very considerate as far as, you know, just having like a little heater and, towels and you know so that as soon as we were done he could you know get out get himself dried off and you know and hopefully not catch a cold okay near the very end of the film there is two people talking i'm gonna leave it at that yes and they state now you know the whole story and then they sort of do their thing yes i was annoyed at this point that i needed to know the full story did I miss it, or you just didn't want to give it to me? You, you didn't miss it. It's, um, it's. I mean, unfortunately, that's kind of the nature of you know doing something that's you know not a feature length project. Yeah, I needed like another five minutes with these people. Like, I wanted that five minutes. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I wanted the reveal. Right. Like, we're, we're, I, I we're mean, talking to a production company about like possibly turning this into a feature film. Okay. Then that's and, fine. Then I'll get my reveal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's the, I would love nothing better because there is so much, um, Christina and I like worked on, on this whole mythology, um, about the inn, um, you know, all, all these kind of elements that unfortunately we just didn't really have the opportunity to tell within like this, you know, it's, I know you have a time like constraint. Hour, yeah. Yeah, but um, but I would love to. I mean, there's so much. There, there's a whole backstory to Gwendolyn. There's a whole backstory to the end. There's there's this bigger world that I would love to tell people about it. So I hope I get I get a chance to do it. And how is working with CGI? Because it is a, throughout this film. There's color touches. There's yeah weather added. I come, I mean, I, I have a visual effects background and okay. it helps tremendously for me to be able to shoot something in a way that I know I'm going to be able to get away with something or not. Um, so like, it's kind of funny because, you know, when I'm not directing, I am actually doing visual effects for other people. Uh-huh. And, um, and, uh, and a lot of times I'm always dealing with projects 
where you know they shot something they didn't really have a visual effects person on set and they come to me and they say hey this is what we'd like to do and i look at it and i'm like well you know i don't know if we can get there just because of the fact that you know it was shot not with that in mind so i think that's one of the benefits that i have personally is just to be able to shoot something and say okay i know i'm going to want to uh, i'm going to want to do this in post you know and um and chris and i talked a lot about how to shoot certain things so that i'd be able to get away with you know doing the cg doing some of the visual effects in post and not have it look terrible <laughs> hopefully <laughs> okay i'm going to get might get in trouble for this last question but i'm going to ask it anyway sure was the shining a big influence for this film absolutely yeah i mean i i, I grew up on the shining it's a it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And um, I mean, w- one of the things that I love about The Shining is the atmosphere, you know. It, it, like, the thing that I love about The Shining is that if you really think about it, it doesn't really show that much. Nope. It really doesn't. It's, it's, it's all about, like, mood. It's all about, like, atmosphere and, like, letting the music and, and sometimes just the sound uh, just kind of create this tension. And that's exactly what I wanted. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Three things to go, and then you're out of here. Um, your favorite film? <laughs> My favorite film, um, it, it, it literally changes, like, you know, because every once in a while I'll see something, and I'm like, oh, I, that's my new favorite film. Uh, I mean, from a horror standpoint, I would have to say The Shining, once again, because I go. just love that's the fun. way it builds tension with, with hardly anything. One film you would recommend to people to watch they don't usually have heard of? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, okay. I mean, does, does YouTube count? Absolutely. All right. So there's this, uh, there's this kid, I think he's like, uh, 16 or 17. His name, he goes by the name of Kane Pixels. And he does all these, uh, back rooms, uh, you know, like there's a uh, liminal spaces, uh, type of uh, videos on YouTube. And recently I watched, um, it's like a three part series. Um, I think it's called like the oldest, uh, the, the oldest book or the oldest story, something like that. It's like, uh, it's the most recent videos that he has. And, um, and it's fascinating. And it just, uh, I mean, between the three videos, it's basically like a feature length worth of, you know, uh, you know, like adventure that you go on. And it's just so brilliantly made. And it's just, it totally had me gripped. And I was like, I was like freaking myself out. I was like scared out of my mind. And once again, it's, it's all, it's all about like atmosphere and it's like, you know, the sound design plays a huge role in it. And, um, I, I just found it to be like one of the most gripping things I've seen in a long time. So definitely look it up. Last question. What's one film you should have seen by now, but still haven't got to it. I'm ashamed of saying this, but, uh, the Godfather. Oh God. Wow. I've never seen The Godfather. I know. I'm, I'm ashamed. Okay. <laughs> I just admitted it to a whole bunch of people. <laughs> you did. Uh, before I let you go, tell everybody where they can find your stuff. Okay. So uh, let's see. Like Everbliss right now, we're doing like the festival. Um, and, you know, of course, like uh, Horror on Sea is, uh, is the next festival that we're playing. Um, as far as me as a director, they can find me on Instagram at uh, K's, K-A-Y-S Filmmaker. That's my Instagram handle. And if they want to check out my website, it's uh, moviesbyks.com. 
Oh, I like it. Okay, well, thank you for your time and have a great evening. Thank you so much. You have a great evening as well. Thank you for listening. Please check out our YouTube channel, and you can also support the show by going to PayPal. Thank you.